It is October 15th, 2018. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. And it's back. Where'd you find it? I'll never tell. I'll never tell. I am Tim Herb, and as always, I'm joined Who's by my box? lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley. Who? What's in the box? Mm. I said it was in the box. Oh. Did you fix it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to get more of your Should lovely face in there. Tinker it out. I'm trying my oh. best to cover up as much of my face as possible. Tonight. Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. Tonight. Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Tim. As I like to call it. Yeah. I, I like to think I'm Gary Oldman from that movie. Um, anyway, thank you guys for joining us. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, thank you so much for tuning in live in the trap. If you guys are not subscribed, make sure you hit the subscri- subscribe button and then hit the little notification bell icon to make sure that you get the alerts whenever we do go live. Notable absence tonight. Dan's not with us. Not remote either. He it's is. because England won and he was going to be in some yeah, so. He's on work said, duty. Screw it. I'm going to be the, like, the rational one and be on his side. Why? I'm just kidding. Why? No, I'm not. Okay. Anyway, good. Dan couldn't join us tonight, but thank you guys for joining us. He's on assignment. Important home before dark business. Really quick, easy way to help us get more people in that trap. Hit the thumbs up icon. Give us a like on the video that you're watching. Make sure that it gets a little popular. Moving forward, tell your friends, tweet it out, tell them to come join you in the trap, just join the discussions. I don't know. We missed you guys a lot. I got back from Spain slash Africa. About fucking time. Nobody missed you more than I did. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't know what to do with myself half the weekend. <laughs> what, what, like, did you, what did you do all went, day at work without hangouts? Uh, yeah, exactly. I yeah. was like a, a, a dog that finally got let out of the kennel, but no, no parent home. So I just started chewing on the door frame, clawing at every surface I could find. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been my dog since the kennel right there <laughs> across from me. Yes. I get to say I've been on four continents now. That's tight. Yeah. I got technically was in Africa. What's next? Which is cool. Antarctica, obviously. Why there first? I'm just kidding. I still have been to South America. We can actually knock out. Angie was telling me they do these cruises where you go to Patagonia or like lower uh, Argentina. Yeah. And you take a cruise that takes you down just to the, like the, just the out, tip. The, yeah. The tip, <laughs> just the tip, the furthest reaches of the border of Antarctica. You get off the boat like for an just hour like, and then touch go back. Toe yep, and, exactly. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, does that get further and further away as the years go on? That, oh. that, <laughs> that cruise gets longer and longer to reach the tip. Yeah. As yeah, it slowly well, disappears, a, yeah, or rapidly, depending on who you ask. Yeah, uh, well, let's not get into that. <laughs> no, this is all this this whole podcast is all about climate change and where we see the political and ethical climate changing in the sporting world of Atlanta United. All right, I'm out. As the ice caps recede <laughs> faster than my hairline. <laughs> That's at the same rate our subscribers are about to recede. <laughs> it just completely disappear. Anyway, thank you guys. Missed you. Elliot Beaven in the trap saying England won. Yes, they beat Spain. Yes. I they was, won the World Cup, which was, is crazy. I'm so happy for them. Yeah, they brought it they home. They brought it home. Exactly. <laughs> it's coming home. It came home today with that. Uh, I'm really glad Dan got what he wanted. The three lions brought it home. The lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. Aslan's so happy. <laughs> Anyway, Tony Neitzel, what's up, Richard Gordon? Uh, Brittany S. As always, Brittany S. As always, Bill Holcomb. As always, always to give a shit whenever we don't record. I know that's right. I know that's right. Yeah, and he said, "Who's Dan?" Exactly. Saying, "I know who's." I know that's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, yeah, we got uh, one of the big topics coming up. I don't know if we really want to get into it right now. 
big transfer rumors with PT Martinez. Oh, we can wait. Yeah, I think we'll it's probably better to stuff. wait towards end of the season. Towards, I mean, because next next week is the last week of the regular season. Yeah, when we go up to Toronto and we win the fucking supporter shield. What are you talking about? We're gonna win it this weekend. We're gonna lock it. Oh up. yeah, you're right. We this could. weekend magic number. This weekend we win. Red Bulls lose. It's donezo. And then we get to rest next week. So who fucking cares what happens then? Then yeah. we're just playing for the new points record. Because we can still get the points record, right? Yeah. With we could we could we could we could technically break the points record and still lose the supporter yeah, shield. Yeah. yeah. We could be the first one to break the points record, I think, and then lose the supporter shield. Um yeah, we do have international friendlies going on, the stupid nations cup, and then also a bunch of friendlies to help supplement the people that aren't in this really stupid pointless tournament. Um, the only qualifying or whatever that's going on really aside from obviously the U S women's national team, shout out to them for just dominating as always as getting it, getting a birth in, in very, well, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically How enough, dare you Tim, How dare fitting, you? fittingly enough, they did it against Trinidad and Tobago. What Dan? Yeah. Well, he's saying he can be up and running in five minutes. We're not if, on a Hangouts call. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. He was like, we're, if you guys haven't started yet, I was going to tell him, no, we're already, we're, we're in it. Yeah, I like that from Dirty Bird Person, ATL Chris, saying, I can't wait to watch some U.S. women's national team that doesn't have the feel of an Alabama game. I disagree completely. I want to see them go to uh, all over everybody and just steamroll their way to another World Cup. If it uh, makes Alabama any worse, I'm for it. It'll definitely happen. Uh, U.S. men's national team was in uh, was in action against Colombia, and then what? We have another game tomorrow. Ooh, against Bill Peru. Holcomb with the with the best response possible in that scenario. How does Dan not know we're live? Ooh. He's clearly not subscribed and or hit that little bell icon so that he gets the notification whenever we do go live. That is a big problem, Bill Holcomb. That I think needs to be called out. And Dan should be reprimanded for it. I think it's subterfuge. I think I think that is technically home before dark yellow card accumulation on Dan at this point. Ooh, ooh, we got Nathan Lyons, FC Apogee, throwing shade at the (laughs) Alabama game comparison, saying just talking about the number of people in the crowd. People just don't want to watch a non-competitive football game, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, we have a game coming up tomorrow, which Bill had kind of foreshadowed talking about uh, whether or not we thought Brad Guzan would end up getting hurt because it seems like everybody else is getting hurt on international duty. A lot of, lot of big names that are coming home from these international games. I don't know if it's necessarily actual injuries or if they're saying they're injured so that they can go back and not risk the rest of their season. I'm assuming that Miggy did not travel based on his injury that well, he's so, nursing, right? Right, so... Uh, I actually don't hold on. Let me find Paraguay schedule. Sorry. I, I should know this stuff, but I have been kind of out oh, of touch. <laughs> you guys can keep talking about college football, but Oh, Gators gross. How, can you like boot people? This is when we need mods. We need mods in the trap. Yeah. Mods in the trap. Mo- mods in the trap. <laughs> we definitely do. I can't find Paraguay, but I know Tito got injured down there on international duty, right? Playing for Paraguay or suiting up for them, training with them. Who? Tito, right? Oh, did he? I'm assuming so. Gross. All of you guys with terrible, terrible college football picks. We got Notre Dame fans in here. Gator fans. Oh, I lied about it not being too sweaty in here tonight. I should have run that air conditioner. All this talk about college football is getting me all hot and bothered. Coming off a bye week. This was the worst weekend for me this past weekend. Tim was out of town. Clemson was on a bye week. And no Atlanta United game. The worst. (laughs) Just the worst. (laughs) You did get some great drawing in. But this is it. So we we need to steer the tracks again. We are closing next week. So next Friday on our house. Home before dark closes its doors. Yeah. This studio will close we'll, its doors. We'll reach the end of the regular season, and then we're going playoffs, baby. Yeah, we are. The brand new studio with HVAC. You with know, if, we HVAC. Get, if we get knocked out in the first round, you have to move because clearly the house is bad luck. <laughs> is it like one of those buy it? Like you have like a 30-day money-back guarantee? I think I got that with my loan. <laughs> I think it'll be good. No, yeah, we do move studios in 
two weeks, we will be in the brand new studio. So next Monday is the last show here at this location. It will be the last game of the regular season. And the last sweaty ass episode. I know. Until we lose another prospect like we did Jonathan Gonzalez and then like no air conditioning in the world is going to keep me from getting sweaty and (laughs) and just hot, just absolutely hot. Um, Anyway, Bill talking about whether or not Brad Guzan, we see him getting injured tomorrow night whenever, Mm -hmm. if, if he ends up getting into the game. Hope not. Against Peru, yeah, that would be really shitty, but we do have a uh, a wealth of options on the bench in terms of uh, goalkeepers. But housekeeping, anything? Uh, fantasy. Fantasy. I uh, have them. You have them up? No. I was just making a bad joke about fantasies. Oh. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. Alec can, can, Alec can Guzan debate. Go. <laughs> Who should play for the national team? <sighs> All right, so whenever no. we think about longevity on the national team, does it make sense to keep playing Guzan or bring in a youth homegrown like Alec Can, who is going to actually be playing in multiple tournaments on a consistent basis <laughs> that isn't necessarily testing his physical ability week in and week out that he can dedicate the majority of his time to national duty? Yeah. Alec Can should play U.S. men's national team. Change my mind. <laughs> you have the GoPro out and everything. Uh, <laughs> I want to get back to a couple of things with the national team real quick. But first, top five in your Home Before Dark Fantasy League, uh, MLS Fantasy League. Number one, the aforementioned Nathan Lyons, FC Apogee, kind of running away tra- with uh, 12 11. Uh, we have when does that end next week with the regular season? Uh, yeah. Okay. So here's the deal, Nathan, um, you and cause we, we haven't done anything with Jacob Benson. Yeah. So we'll get both of them. I think it makes only makes sense to get both of them on, uh, the same show and potentially have the tie break. Like it could serve as the tiebreaker for the entire season and give them some debate tie topics that they have to do to square off against one another we'll give them to you ahead of time you can choose your sides and then we'll be the mediators and yeah it'll just go full debate sounds good i like it. <laughs> i like it. but what if they agree on everything <laughs> no we will make it very contentious uh number one again nathan Lyons. number two andrew colg an nycfc fan you guys better not let him win transmission fc we got number three kyle cram black hall bombers we have andy watkins the homie homies b4d changed his name oh yeah from soccer specific fantasy team all right. He is only 71 points behind. Um, well, and just then, two weeks to make it up. And then 72 points behind, we have the aforementioned John F. Beasy Stats and Trends, your defending Home Before Dark Fantasy champion from. But yeah, we'll spring. get both of them on. Both of them on to close out the regular season as we go into playoffs. Should be fun. Um, moving towards the game uh, and right on time, Joe Johnstone calling it out. Kevin with another hot take like the early Bellow call. Yeah, no, I I agree. So I wanted to get back to the... That's uh, why Dan's really not here. He couldn't take the heat. Yeah. And then as soon as England won, he's like, oh, wait, I, I mean, I still got time because I got <laughs> something I could talk about. I think Bill is trying to sweet talk us into uh, getting over here or getting to the... Anyway, because he's... Either that or he's being a little too a little too dedicated asking about me moving around the same time I'm having surgery and what's happening first. <laughs> I'm having surgery three weeks after my our, our move date, so... We're good there. Yeah. We're, we're good there. But the Bellow debate, I, which I think is very interesting because I wanted to take a look. I don't know who is backing, backing up Anthony Robinson at left back on the U.S. men's national team, but Anthony Robinson is only, if I'm not mistaken, I believe 19 years old. No, he's 21. Okay. So the England, uh, he plays for Wigan. Uh, he's on loan at Wigan from Everton, one of the U.S. men's national team, you know, bright yeah. prospects. He's British, but has ties to the U.S., can play for us. Plays a left back. And then I can't tell, really, who was playing, uh, who was backing him up. Was it Marco? Uh, no, it wasn't Rubio. Mar- it wasn't Marky Delgado. Um, maybe Reggie Cannon. Anyway, this, uh, but my, my thing here is, 
really proud of George Bellow for getting a call up to the U-17s. Yes. He's under 16. But I personally think he will quickly, at this pace, the game that he had against New England, the game that he had, uh, what was that, two weeks prior, trying to think of who he really debuted against whenever he started. And he had a good game. Was that Chicago? No. Uh, Montreal or San Jose? Was it San Jose? Shit, no, it was at home. Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Kevin Brown said it. He's oh, no. Okay, away. never mind. It was away. You're right. So it was it was at Colorado. Um, the way that he's progressing, I would not put it against... That's been a weak spot for the U.S. men's national team for a while. No, Real Salt Lake. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> I think so. And then you know, I told said Real Salt Lake, not Colorado. Oh, shit. Damn it, Kevin. It was RSL at home. It was. It was. Okay. Yeah. I remember anyway, I was watching. He was a standout player against New England. Yes. Obviously, getting his first yes. goal at 16 yes. years, and he turns he turns 17 in like a month. Only the he is the sixth youngest player to score a goal. Who's in, who's in, the in who's the youngest? Probably is it? Um, I don't even Alfonso I, Davies I probably look at it. Um, anyway, uh, it's it's crazy. It's, it's amazing. Hashtag yeah. Bellows boys. We've been calling for it all year since he started training with the. Even before that, I mean, if you go back and listen to our episode with Matt Doyle, we were talking about him progressing up to this team and. It's just great to see, especially, again, going back to, I won't harp too much on the U.S. men's national team, but I see him graduating past the U18s and U20s potentially and going straight. Youngest for is the, Freddie for the I was going to say that, but I thought that, so here's the fear, right? That you end up, he ends up getting so touted at such a young age like Freddie Adu and then turning into nothing. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. Uh, I think a big part of that is some of the debate that's happening right now in the trap. Greg Garza's in training again. He, he's been seen training. We expect him to be game ready at some point in the coming weeks and or month, maybe sometime in playoffs. With two weeks in the regular season, knowing that he'll be in the wings and McCann off of that yellow card accumulation, you've got another interesting debate at left back right now. Where do you go? I think with it, it, it's all about where are you at right now for me, and in, in most of the lineup debates. For sure, yeah. Um, players get so hot and so cold so quickly, and right now Bellow's doing everything right, and I don't see any reason, even with a healthy Greg Garza being out for as long as he's been, putting all that on him. I think right now. My one is Bello, my two is Garza, my three is McCann. McCann coming in only if absolutely needed, but I think after one and a half, one full game, um, about three quarters of a game against RSL, where we saw Bello for the first time, uh, Kevin actually mentioned that he came on as a sub for... Uh, it was against it, DC also. DC he came in United, as, yeah. yeah. So I think right now for me... Bello makes the most sense to develop and to keep putting into a position to succeed, to keep looking towards next season, looking towards playoffs while these other veteran players, if and when you need them are ready and you can ease them back into the lineup, knowing that you're pretty comfortable and solid on the back line with Bello. It's interesting. We had the egg, the complete opposite debate in position or scenario last year going into the playoffs. We had a healthy Greg Garza who was very pivotal to this team, go down late in the season yes. and not be able to play. We saw what it what effect it really kind of did take on this team towards the end of the season last year and going into that game against Columbus. Not to say that his absence was necessarily the reason that we didn't win that game. Obviously, it was a 0-0 draw going into PKs. But I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's tough. I love Greg Garza to death. I was pushing for his permanent signing all year last year. I was very happy whenever we spent the money, we splashed the cash to bring him in on a permanent basis. We're paying him well. But the fears that we had about his signing and the kind of trepidation is showing through, right? I mean, his, his injuries. His, it is, his, but for me right now, whenever you've got a solid starter like Bellow and the inconsistencies in McCann, several people have said it. Bill Holcomb specifically, sell Garza, cut, or sell Garza, cut McCann. I was thinking keep Garza, sell McCann. Um, that way you at least have two there. I think Garza is too expensive of a, a backup. Um, and I'm going to ride this. So again, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of Greg Garza, but... 
from a business standpoint, it makes sense for me to keep George Bell the way that he's playing, and and granted, he doesn't have some crazy drop off in the next few games that he's playing and going into the playoffs and winning the cup. I see him. Oh, at, I forget about Ambrose too. Right. Nobody mentioned it. But. Uh, him, him as the starter. I actually see him, Bello as the starter next year. Jose Hernandez behind him. And I then, just haven't seen enough out of Jose Hernandez to how does he leapfrog over Ambrose, who we've seen consistently. Well, I, the the thing is, Mikey Ambrose again. That's the problem with Ambrose and Garza. Is they're both kind of injury prone. They both have had long layoffs yep. with their injuries. They come in, they do they do well, especially from an attacking standpoint. You saw last year that the... So Domer's got a really great point. Something that people keep mentioning about Garza and his leadership on the team and, and mentorship on the team, keeping him at least within the organization long-term, looking past just the playing next year and subsequent years. I think that's something that goes beyond just what are you doing from a salary perspective or standpoint and on the field is what's happening off the field. And I think Greg Garza does a tremendous amount in the locker room and for the team organizationally that again, goes beyond just really good plays or injury. Actually, I'm having people changing my mind (laughs) between you and then the people in the trap. Again, uh, shout out Domer. Who's uh, it's good to see him in there. I haven't seen, haven't seen Domer in weeks. Got your shirt, buddy. Got you, Domer. Right yeah. there, baby. Got a shirt for you right hey, there. Hey, if you guys want a shirt, we got this sweet, sweet Unite uh, logo on some merch now. Uh, check it out at Get Home Before Dark Forge Last Stop. Yep. Um, so a couple things. One other thing. Michael Miranda from Siempre United is in the live track. Hola, muchacho. Hola, muchacho. Como esta? Um, so you guys are changing my mind. I mean, I lo- <laughs> sell them all, build a team of hi- a humanoid cyborgs. I like it. <laughs> no, so between Garza, uh, Domer talking about Garza's leadership, uh, Nathan, uh, Nathan Lyons talking about his bilingual skills in the locker room, <laughs> which Bill says might be his best attribute. I, I don't, it, my problem comes into play. It has to do with how the salary structure comes in next year with DPs and Tam, right? If, if they cut a DP next year, which there's, is there's, Again, I've been out of touch the past, like, 12 days. Yeah. I don't know if there's any news as to whether or not they're pushing forward with that, with cutting the DP slots down to two, but that could be pivotal for us in cutting some of those players that are, are TAM players or, um, or you know, TAM and GAM guys, right. like Garza and McCann. And, um, I don't know. That's, that's where that gets kind of tricky next year. We do have depth at that position. Which, which is nice. The problem is the injuries that come into play. And then whenever you're talking about a guy who doesn't really get injured, you have McCann, who at times is clumsy. Yeah. Other times is not necessarily um, Brian talking about we need two-way fullbacks, and he's not necessarily the best two-way fullback. There's just so much we don't know right now. There is, but I am 100% certain that George Bello is the starting left back moving forward. Yes. The only knock on him that I've seen anybody have or that I have that I can put against him right now is his fitness is not right up to... I don't see him performing at at or above 90% for a full 90 minutes. Okay, good. Um, Nathan Lyons saying that the third DP slot is safe through Sweet. at least till the end of 2019. You know what else is safe through 2019? At least, so we think... CONCACAF uh, Champions League. No. Uh, Taylor Twelman tweeted something out and then promptly deleted it. <laughs> well, uh, I, it's I not, think it it's goes not with the territory. Yet. Okay, so we're jumping all over the place, but this is great. It's true home before dark fashion. Yeah. We're talking about league news because it has been two weeks since the... Uh, Look, well, you like, guys have heard Mouse of the South, unrelegated, five-stripe final, soccer down here. Everybody's talked about the, the New England fucking game. New England game up and down. Garza v. Alba, good. George Bellow, great. Shitty goal to let in at the end. Anything else? W- wasteful chances with Joseph at, uh, in the box. Yeah. Okay, great. Too I mean, much, we'll come back to it if we need to. Too, mu- too much checkers. Um, yeah, so uh, we're talking about the reported, the purported saving of the crew that happened. Yeah. That the Browns ownership came in. <laughs> Gross. Said, if, that's, if that's what you're clinging to, I think you should have just let it die on the vine at that point. Uh, yeah. 
the um, the Browns ownership coming in to to save the crew, buying the team from Anthony Precourt, and keeping them in Columbus. But it seemed like a premature victory lap that everybody was taking. Yeah. Right, because even Columbus Crew tweeted out hashtag saved the crew at one point, right? Uh, it wasn't Columbus Crew. It was the head of their... SB Nation? No, yeah, I think so, maybe. It was like the the people that started the whole Save the Crew campaign. <laughs> Brian, Brian said that dude cut his beard a little too early. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. I got grew the nastiest, the nastiest beard. Uh, that's probably how my... Shit, Mills shaved again? Did he? No, I'm just uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Oh, the um, he grew, that's I, f- I imagine that's how my beard would be if I grew up for a year because my mustache does not grow at Gross. all. Gross. Yeah, it'd be so faint. I would have this little, this little pube just stash. All, just all yeah. neck, all neck, no gels. I can I can compete with Andrew Luck on the neck beard front, <laughs> but everything else like I can't grow for shit. But anyway, um. Save the crew. I was always a little wishy-washy on it because I didn't feel like that team that team was that well supported in their stands. So that's exactly where Domer's point goes. Who really cares about the crew? Now it's put up or shut up for their fans. They'll get a bump with this possible sale, but then be back at the bottom of the attendance within five years. That was my that was my tweet afterwards. Was I'm really really excited for the 13 fans that keep showing up to Columbus Crew games because. Yeah. I mean, there's no, if you're really trying to make a stand or a statement that this team should be saved, you would think regardless of knowing that it's, it's leaving, they'd be showing out in their final season in, in droves. And that's just not been the case on a season that's been pretty successful for them. I mean, they're in fourth right now in the standings. Or did Philly jump Fifth. them? Yeah, Philly jumped them. Philly jumped them this weekend, or last weekend, rather. Um, but still, up until just two weeks ago, they were in fourth and nipping at NYCFC's heels. They're in a playoff position again this year. It's 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 troubling, to say the least. No, I agree with you completely. I'm trying to pull up their their attendance over the, the, the course of last year, because this year we could – you know, be down on their attendance this year, but people will say they're not, they're not showing up in protest of Anthony Precourt and that they're not filling the stadium. So they have a capacity of 19,960. And their average is something like 4,000? No, 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 it's not that low. Um, Are you sure? I'm pretty sure it's that low. No, Columbus Crew averages 15,439. So they're Over aver- their lifespan? No, their average is 4,000 less than the capacity of the stadium. Is that what you're putting into your head? Is Maybe. that what you're? Is that the number you're pulling that up? Because be that's it. what it really equates to. That is that they it. don't sell games out, and I still think that's a, they're four thousand under the capacity of their stadium week in week out. This was lagging. I don't was, buy that, man. That seems so. That seems so full compared to every game that I've seen shown in that stadium. Uh, I don't know. Even in 2016, it was still 17,000. So they had a drop last, or they they dropped last year. So even if you go back to a year before that, their before their ownership was really in flux, or that this whole um conspiracy theory against the city of Columbus came to fruition with Don Garber, they were still only averaging 17,000 and. I don't know. I've always been of. I, I've been saying this since last year, since this came up. I don't know that this is a team that's necessarily, especially when I liked the Austin logo so much better. <laughs> a team that's necessarily really quote unquote worth saving. That really is up to their fans. Like Domer said, it's time for them to put up or shut up because there is a uh, there is an ownership group that's saying, "Hey, we can come in and buy this team." You want to talk about a team that's shitty and that has just a fervent fan base that has never gone away, even. They they moved to the, to Baltimore and then they this is re- your segue re- into Browns. saying I was right in DC or you were right in DC United's in the playoffs. Oh no, you brought that up for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was talking about the Cleveland Browns. You talk about a team oh, that yeah. has a fervent yeah. fan base that is just terrible year in year out. Um, it's almost th- laughable. Those, at those this ownership point. the ownerships group groups going to look okay. They're a playoff team every year. They've won championships. Why aren't they filling up a stadium that's only f- right. nineteen, not even twenty thousand people in capacity? Right. 
Oh, it's like even Orlando fills more of their stadium than that, right? That's true. And they set a record this past week. The tighter record for most goals allowed in a season. Oh, I, this past <laughs> I thought week. it was most losses. Oh, yes. I'm glad that they did that. I'm really happy for them. Most goals allowed in a season. How about that? Hats off to you guys, Orlando. Yeah. Well done. Well done. <laughs> the, the breakdown. Did you see the breakdown? It was like Jason Christ teams gave up like 36 goals. That interim manager that came in, the caretaker for like a couple weeks, it was like six and then 30-something since <laughs> they got taken over. Okay. Again, by another manager. So we you get, we two, have, you get your two-minute drill to, to talk about D.C. United. Go. I don't think I need two minutes. Oh, my God. You're you were the one that brought it up to me. I saw it, and I didn't gloat <laughs> because I'm scared of that team. I'm, sca- I'm scared of that team. I don't want to play them in the playoffs. They're a team that's in a good run of form. I don't either. Much especially. like Philadelphia. Yeah. Those are two teams I'd rather not play in the playoffs right now. God. But Can we get NYCFC? Because I would love that right now. I think there may be some sort of scenario where we do play NYCFC. I know there's a scenario where we end up playing Red Bulls again, and I don't want that shit. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. No, that wouldn't be good because we've still yet to beat them. Yeah. Nah, no, DC, I mean, playoffs are all about who is trending at the end of the season, and I don't think anybody is trending nearly as well, or have I seen anybody trend as well as DC United has this season over the past eight games? What has it been now? I mean, I remember us talking that they had six games in hand or something stupid like that. It was like three or four that they had, they had. And let's see, what does their last 10 look like? They actually play on Wednesday night against Toronto. So they'll make up that game in hand that they have against Montreal and they could, you know, increase that lead that they have in the kind of get a stranglehold on the sixth slot because they can go up four points yeah. over Montreal. That's a two game. Th- yeah. That's that's a two game lead that right. they would have essentially. Um, with two games left in the season. They play against Toronto, who that's a very winnable game for DC in their past. They're actually their form hasn't been that stellar the past few games. They've kind of uh actually no, I take that back. They have the this is this app's really bad at the last five. Never mind. They beat Dallas, they beat Chicago, they beat Montreal five nothing. They drew against New York. Red Bulls uh beat DC law drew to NYCFC and then beat Atlanta 3-1 in this last stretch of one two three four five six seven games they're five one or five two and oh so okay interesting discussion I think we've had it a couple times but doesn't hurt to do it one more time um a lot of people kind of clapping around same thing um do, who do you want to play right now? Um, Ronald Pena mentions if Philly if Philly jumps NYCFC, we would play NYC. Um, Michael Miranda, I would rather play the Red Bulls right now than DC. Um, Elliot Beaven, I hate NYC when Atlanta is playing at their pace. I think that's a big problem, especially at NYCFC. We just we just cannot get to the pace and and space that we want to we would really have to do like a professional job in like a two two game set or or whatever the uh home and away fixtures with with the playoffs if we played nycfc in the second round we got to make sure we go up to nycfc and play for a draw yeah yeah exactly play for a nil nil draw either that or get try and get an away goal and then take it back home to I think Col- I, Domer and Joe Johnstone hit the nail on the head. I think of the teams right now, Columbus is the one out of the playoff standings currently that I would like a favorable matchup in the first round. Yeah, no. So we have Atlanta number, obviously, in first. New York Red Bulls in second. Okay, so this is where it gets kind of tricky. So you have... Let's go ahead and say DC beats Toronto. Just go ahead and be optimistic about the scenario because... Mm. I, I'm, I'm just saying, um, or not, I, I, I mean, pessim- I'm just on pessim- the side of, I don't want you to be right. No, no, no. <laughs> what I really meant to say was, I can't, I can't have logic and reason. In optimistic, this discussion. <laughs> optimistic for them, pessimistic for us, because I really don't want to see them in the playoffs. Let's say they're sitting at 47 points. So you have NYCFC at 53 Philly at 50 points. So they have the same number of wins. So a single win like Philly gets a win, NYCFC loses, Philly would jump them into yes, the fourth slot. Which I think that takes place. 
Certainly feasible. I think NYCFC may slip all the way down to fifth potential. Well, because NYCFC has a rough set. Their last, let's see, their last two games are, excuse me, um, DC at yeah. Audi Field. I think they dropped that one. Granted, that would be DC's third game in seven days. Who if I'm cares? Not mistaken. They're going to win all of them. <laughs> um, and then NYCFC plays the following week. Everybody plays the same time on the last day of the season. It's Philly. The last game of the yeah, season. Yeah, they're, they're dropping both of those. NYCFC is going to end up slipping all the way to Philly. We, we need Philly to do that because we need Philly to beat. Philly's got both New York teams in back-to-back weeks finishing up the season. They play Red Bulls on Saturday, or is it Sunday? And they play them this weekend. Yeah, they play them this weekend, yeah. And then the following weekend, last game of the season, they play NYCFC, and that's huge for them. I really hope it's Saturday. I don't want their game at the same time as ours. I want, I want, I think United comes out fired up either way, but knowing that they could put away the supporter shield with a win, I think really seals the deal this weekend. If, if Philly can get the, get the win against Red Bulls prior to us ha- being at kickoff. Okay. So, big game. It's at the exact same time, Domer says. Oh, on Sunday? Yeah. The New York Red Bulls game? Uh, that's a bummer. Um, a couple things to point out. We do have a big game on Sunday against Chicago. Make yes. sure you guys come out. Um, yeah, it's the last home game of the season, of the regular season, yep. until playoffs. Um, and then... We saw, we talked about it earlier, Tito being injured. There's no news to the contrary. So I want to get your thoughts on lineups going into Sunday. Playing against the Chicago team who, if I'm not mistaken. I think you go three back. You uh, have to, right? I, yep. I, fuck, I love that formation. Yeah. I absolutely love that formation. Um, and then Chicago's run of form lately is they lost to D.C. They beat LAFC. Lost in New York City, drew against New England, beat Orlando, doesn't really count, drew against Columbus, and then they had something like 10 straight losses, eight straight losses. So they're definitely not a team that has had any sort of good form this year. Right. Or consistency on either side of the ball. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, they, they can't put the ball on the back of the net or keep it out. It's, I think it's a good this, recipe. I, th- I think this is... This is a game on paper. Statistically, Atlanta has every advantage and every reason to win this game. It's going to come down to mentality. And I'm I'm confident in saying that if Atlanta loses this weekend, Supporter Shield's not happening because there's no way that Red Bulls are going to drop points against Orlando, their final game. And Atlanta being on the road against Toronto, it's over. So I think Atlanta has to come out. Yeah, no, and, this is a must-win game. It absolutely is. And this is something that we've seen from this team, as you could see from the increase of points that we've had from last year. This is a team that has, for the most part, stepped up and beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. I'm pretty sure it is an 80,000 game. 70,000? 70, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're doing capacity, and Bill mentioned the roof, um, which would be great weather for if it's in the 60s. Uh, yeah, that but would much be much to Bill's point that the, the noise does escape from the roof. Uh, it, e- either way, it's still going to be, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be yeah, full bonkers. stadium. Nathan yeah. says so. Hell yes. Yeah. We need, we need you guys to nuts. show up. We need you guys to show out. We need everybody to be as loud as possible. What's your plan for Saturday or Sunday? Domer says they're going to have billions of jello shots. So there's that over at the Terminus Legion tailgate. Be sure to show up. Don't have to be a member. Ten bucks gets you membership for all you can eat and drink. Is that right? I think that's the rules. I think them's the breaks. Um, I believe Elder Tree will have a tailgate out there. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations to Trinidad. uh, Brand new baby. Just last week. That's why they didn't have a tailgate last weekend. I'm assuming that they'll have something with it being the last regular season game at home. But uh, either way, you guys know where to find all the supporters groups and everything. You're supposed to say nonetheless. The- I've been trying really hard not to. You say jello shots? Yeah. We have a pudding shots? Well, only if it's um, ricotta pudding. <laughs> Or tapioca. <laughs> That's what I was or like a rice pudding. Ricotta pudding. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> you know, Just ricotta cheese shots. 
And instead of vodka, Bailey's. Bailey's ricotta Ooh. cheese <laughs> I was going to go full Italian and do the ricotta with limoncello, but <laughs> but I think the acid in that would separate the ricotta even more than it already is. Panna cotta shots? Maybe that'll be better. Because it's like shots. smoother. You'd just be taking shots with Pringles, though. Oh, God. <laughs> what is wrong with us? Real quick, anybody in the <laughs> trap, defend me here. Has anybody else ever dipped <laughs> chips, <laughs> say a Dorito, into cottage cheese? If not, I'm crazy, and maybe it's just my dad that I that I picked that up from. Oh, my God. Because Breakstones makes those ones with the like the flip cup <laughs> where you put the you put pineapple in the cottage cheese, but I don't want sweet cottage cheese. That's gross. I uh, like sweet breads. I don't like sweet sweet cheese. Oh my god! <laughs> everybody, yeah. everybody, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> you don't have to be ashamed. You're not alone. Look, look, Tim. You and I. See, Kevin Brown will back me up. Tostones chips. <laughs> some, some, uh, or chicharrones chips. Oh, you just eat Chichiro- some cottage cheese with, with, uh, pork rinds. Pimento cheese with pork rinds is where it's at for real. Joe Johnstone, for real, for real, for real. No, 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 no. Yes. No. Pimento cheese and pork rinds. Okay. I'm get gonna, at me. Joe Johnstone saying his wife eats them with, with cottage cheese. When she's preggers. Well, maybe I am too with food, baby. Could be. After, uh, all that food this past week god um <laughs> no one more one more though <laughs> doritos and cottage cheese sounds like a taco bell meal <laughs> which shout out to bill holcomb og gets notifications on his phone whenever taco bell has a new meal deal special Ooh. he tweeted it out <laughs> his notifications and I, I promptly replied i hope you get these same notifications whenever Charmin has sales on amazon <laughs> And he showed me his Amazon whenever Angelsoft is just one click ship. <laughs> See, I'm a Cottonelle man. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you one scenario real quick. You're at the bottom of your Tostitos queso jar. It's it's too low for you to feasibly fit a chip in there. Oh, that's so when you just put up. the Paul, you just go full Papa Bear and just put the whole bear claw in there. <laughs> See, this is like what Winnie I... Winnie the Pooh in a honey pot. This is what I like to do. Is I, is I take... I'll take a handful of toastito, some tortilla chips, crush, crush them, up, them up, and then get a spoon. Yeah, do the same thing with salsa. Okay, yeah, good. good. Okay, I'm not crazy there. We can have no, some... We definitely, can have some yeah. See, everybody's there with that one. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> we got it. We got it. We're 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 back. All right, we're back to it. Where were we though? <laughs> Lineups. Oh yeah. Did we go three two? back? Three five two. Yep. I like that a lot. Miggy most likely out. That's the more interesting conversation for me than left back. Is who do you put in to fill in the Miggy role? We uh, have Va- Vasquez is out. Who normally wouldn't be that important if you didn't think about the fact that Tito's out. And Miggy's out, right? I guess we Miggy may be a game time decision. Vialba's definitely out this weekend. There's nothing to the contrary about him being ready to play. I may be wrong, but the last I saw, he got hurt while he's down in par- playing for Paraguay or training with Paraguay. At least I think I don't think that he actually saw the field. But all right, so Tito, Tito's out. Let's go ahead and say Tito's out. Miggy's out. Vasquez is out. I feel like there's three viable options. Okay. Two, really. There's three viable options in the lineup for that position. Knowing Miggy's out, I think you're only left with Barco or Carlton. Personally. I know we've done Gressel in that position before, which doesn't sound appropriate to say it that way, but I know we've used Gressel there in the lineup uh, late last season whenever Miggy was out. But consider considering Gressel's run of form at right wing back, I don't see any reason why you pull him out to put him there whenever you have a viable option in Barco, which I would think would get the edge out over Carlton and give him a shot at it because... Por que no los dos? Well, I think Carlton would probably be T- over T- on out, left wing. Tito's out, that means left wing's out. Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm left thinking Carlton open? can conceivably be over on left wing and Barco in the 10. Okay, yeah. I because Barco is going to drift more centrally. Yeah. Carlton will stay in his lane. Like, Carlton can play left wing. Barco, I think, 
has a tendency to drift too much to strictly play left wing. Yeah. Well, I, I what do you think about Tony saying uh, Gressel in for Tito on the wing? And then on left, I don't want to see Gressel on left, knowing how vicious he is in uh, he is on right wing. Well, Barco Barco in for I, I see where Tony's going with this, where you have Barco in the ten, you have Gressel as an inverted winger on the left side, and then you have, as he's saying, Franco or uh, yeah, Franco Escobar playing right no. wing back. I, I want to no? keep I want to keep Gressel over on right. I don't see any reason to pull him over whenever you've got the people that you do to put. Are him we going to see hashtag? Uh, to Joe Johnstone's point, are we going to see hashtag, hashtag Cougar, Cougar Squad? squad? Yeah, that would is, be dope. Is he going to get a call up with with the injuries that are going on? It would be conceivable him playing on the wing. I don't I, think not, so. Not him I don't think in. we see that. I just mean him being in the yeah. eighteen. Yeah, I, th- I I don't think we see that. Um, well, maybe in the 18, yeah. Could you turn down my headphone just a little bit? I'm getting some clipping, and it's driving me nuts. I am, too. I'm okay. getting that crackling in there. Okay, whenever I get loud, is that what's happening? Now it's just in my life. Okay. Yeah. Is that, is that better? Yeah, that's a lot okay, better. Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was, it was happening with me, too. Okay, yeah. great. <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't see any reason. Maybe he's in the 18, yeah, but I don't think Kunga's going to get the call-up for the start. Right no, now, no, God, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying for him to start. I'm saying it would be cool to see him being included in the 18. What about? What about? Okay, so what about this? If you're gonna do something crazy, right, and you're gonna put Gressel on inverted winger, why not put Romario over on right wing? Well, it, we, we've Kevin said all season. You can see Romario. Play we've said all season that Romario plays better whenever Martinez is in. It's true. Yeah, you play the two of them together. It wouldn't be so bad. I would uh I would be very interested in seeing that. The problem is you would probably want to play less a three five two. Or no, you'd play more of a three five two. <laughs> right? Because you would want to put yeah. put uh Joseph and Romario up together. Yeah. I love you guys so much. Y- you make this show Yeah, you do. The fact each that you're and every week. You're staying through all the bullshit <laughs> us talking about cottage cheese and Doritos and that's probably what it was though joe johnstone mentions we didn't clap beforehand because no dan so we didn't get synced up all right one two three all right i think we're good all right we got it yeah (laughs) (laughs) you got a thunderclap the thunderclap i want to give a special shout out tonight to all the homies that show up and play pickup soccer with me each and every week Tim, I got a real problem in my lineup. Whenever you get healthy again, it's going to be hard for me to choose between you and Kevin Brown up top, up next to me, because me and that dude right now are clicking on all the cylinders. And uh, one of the problems about pickup station soccer that we have found is um, they've struggled to keep the pennies cleaned and washed in a timely manner. So they get a little funky. So what the homies have decided is to all uh, call dibs on Power Rangers, and we've all bought matching Power Rangers shirts so that we never have to coordinate outfits. We all have our identity saved. We show up in full force on Halloween night next Wednesday in five points for pickup and just ball out of control. That sounds amazing. Not next Wednesday, Wednesday after, but yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So shout out to everybody, Annie, Kelly, Blake, Kevin, I mean, you're seeing consensus in Christian, the trap, so I'm gonna have to find a new team. Uh, yeah, dude, it's nasty. It's nasty right now. <sighs> it is nasty up just top. To give you guys, I mean, it wouldn't be the worst, right? Because just to give you guys frame of reference, and I'm not gonna pull any punches. You could be super sub. Jun- you're gonna have to get healthy. We can't put you in just f- out the start. Junior high school, a guy who had cerebral palsy, played. <laughs> he played as much as I did. Remember when that kid? Um, one, and then, remember and when Aaron took off his prosthetic I, I leg this, and then just baseball batted? <laughs> I say this with a complete straight face. <laughs> Senior year, the af- the aforementioned player that just, Kevin's talking about just who, hooked the ball like a knight at Apollo and just ripped it back into the net. <laughs> <laughs> the guy Kevin's talking about was our senior year, and he got as much play time as I did, and he had a prosthetic uh, oh, lower leg. Oh, my God. I'm terrible. I'm so I'm used now. to being on the bench 
in a deep role like Michael's talking about with me next to the water bottles. Uh, but yeah, everybody has been showing out for station soccer. It's been awesome. DeAndre, I'm trying to think. Did I forget anybody? DeAndre, Kevin, Kelly, Annie, Luis, uh, Harrison. Yeah, you know who you are. If you guys want to join in, it's on meetup.com. Check it out. We tweet it out every now and then. Um, but yeah, Wednesday and Thursday nights out at Five Points Station, five bucks, seven to ten p.m. And normally we go grab a drink or something afterwards. And Halloween should be a hell of a fun night for sure. Yeah. So be out there this week as well. So that's okay. awesome. Back on t- back on track for talking about lineup. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, way off track. But I, I'd be remiss if I didn't. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I just miss I just missed you so much. Same. You know what I like about same, this same. dynamic is that it's like we're all drinking buddies, even though one of us doesn't drink. Yeah. Is that you just keep going. You intoxicate me with your laughter <laughs> and your humor. <laughs> uh, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> mm. uh, back to lineup. Nathan Lyons has three back. Bello, LGP, and Parky in the back. Or no, LGP. Parking and uh, Escobar in the back. Gressel and Bello on the left and right. Jeff and Rometty uh, in front of the back line. Barco, Nagby, Tito playing kind of that attacking shield behind Joseph, playing facilitators behind Joseph. I don't mind, like the only thing with that lineup that I don't necessarily know is going to come to fruition is Tito being back again. Let us know if I've, if I've missed anything, but I haven't seen any news to the contrary that um, he's necessarily a go for Sunday's game. I take that back. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. He did say eleven people in the lineup. Who we who do we have too many of back there? Uh did you talk about Oh Jeff Rometty and, and Barco. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well yeah, one of those one of those three is gonna have to sit. Uh, yeah, I think the only thing I know definitively is that we stick with the three back and I feel comfortable with Barco and for Miggy, whether or not we put Carlton over on left wing or Romario goes up top. I don't know. Um, I like Remedi's staying in the lineup. Nagby's staying in the lineup. Uh, Bello staying in the lineup. What about this four, four, two, three, one from Bill? It says Bello, LGP, Parky, and Escobar on the back line. Remedi and Larry in front of him. Barco, Nagby, Gressel, and then Joseph. I actually really like that lineup. I did too. It kind of pushes. It gives because Nagby more creative freedom. Almost putting. Well, it's almost like you put Nagby as the ten, which I like, because of his ability to attack one on one putting Nagby a little further up centrally. Who was it that got into a fight on Twitter about it was, it was Chris Robinson and Adam Mulligan. So Adam Mulligan was saying he wouldn't mind seeing Barco or wouldn't mind seeing Nagby step in for, or to fill in Miggy's shoes in the 10. And Chris said, God, no, please. No. Every coach that's ever tried to deploy him forward has ended up wasting him because he's much better pretty much everywhere else behind Interesting. The 10. Interesting. Which kind of makes sense. I mean, if you look at it, look at like later in Portland, whenever Caleb Porter was pushing him forward, he, he definitely is not as effective, I don't think. But what are you doing over there, boy? I'm having to register for my race. Sorry. I got a message that the shirts are getting limited. <laughs> Speaking of shirts. Check out gethomebeforedark.com forward slash shop. <laughs> Get yours today. <laughs> Man, I got to go back up front. Speaking of which, of the, I went out at the game. Domer, Domer, I'm opening up your shirt so people can see it. Um, so I went up front. People at Terminus Legion, Domer, Domer specifically. Oh, did you get to wave the flag? I did. But the video that was taken was subpar. So I think I got to do it again. It was like she took it with a Coke can and just did not register well whenever it it came over. But the shirts came out dope. I'm super psyched about it. 
I think that's on the screen. Oh. No, no, it is. It definitely is. Yeah. So, yeah, the flag looks awesome. I'm super psyched about it. The shirts came out great. Um, yeah. So, thanks to Domer for that. And I will have to get back up there and wave that some bitch one more time. No, but for real, we, we joke about keep pl- we keep plugging it, but we have gotten a good good amount of support for it, and we really appreciate that. We're we're a small independent side project from our <laughs> normal lives, and the fact that we have a community that is willing to put our name on their backs, right, and, well, in, t- okay. and in turn <laughs> invest in further, so. One of the things that I wanted to do with the design of this, just kind of a peek behind the curtain, as it were, was I didn't want it to, because I get it, you know, as a podcast or something, people want to support the show, but they don't necessarily want to wear something that just says Home Before Dark, right? Right. So one of the cool things about the graphic, and we snuck it past everybody and nobody noticed it, is that there's a little Easter egg on there. If you look at the... At the hill of the golden spike, just past the thumb, it has a little tiny H before D on there. So you can always know if you got a legit one for whenever those copycats inevitably happen that you got the OG version. <laughs> for real, though, it's copywritten. That shit is... It's legit. Yeah, that shit's did copywritten. It. Did it. So back again. God, thank, you guys, thank you guys for the support. You get it. Getting, getting misty? Getting teary? I am. I am. I am. Back to the lineup. Brittany S. saying, um, obviously wishful thinking about Tito, but for her, it's all about Carlton. Easy solution. I think Carlton is, is the easy solu- easiest solution right now um, to bring him in over some of these other options that we've discussed. So we'll see. Um, score prediction? What are we sitting at? Oh, yeah, we're already at time. What what do you think it's score prediction wise? I'm thinking it's going to be a blowout. I think either three nothing, four one, something like that. They might because we we went up and we played them probably at one of the peaks of the state or peaks of their season, and we went into their went into their home field, beat them two one, gave up kind of a scrappy goal to Kevin Ellis, and Barco got on the score sheet. Somebody mentioned that in the trap earlier. Maybe he'll get on the score sheet again this game. That would be very nice. I think that the crowd gets behind this team, knowing what's on the line, knowing that we can potentially clinch Supporter Shield this weekend with a win and a Philly win is going to be a lot for this team to to not show up for. I think it will be 3-2, but it will be 3-1 until stoppage time. <laughs> and then we're all going to get puckered as Chicago just slots one in, in in the dying breaths of the game just to make everybody panic a little bit. When are we getting a Tortellini time shirt? Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Got to do that. It'll be like a big bowl of pasta. <laughs> 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 yeah. I got some ideas for more shirts next season. I think this is the last one I'm going to do this year. I just wrapped up doing this stupid fucking Inktober thing. Yeah. We got to get some of those on some shirts. It's been fun. It's been fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking 3-2. Everybody else around the horn, uh, Domer 5-1, Bill Holcomb 3-1, Elliot Beaven 3-1, Brittany S 3-1. Uh, Richard Gordon 3-0. Several people calling the Joseph hat trick here. or I guess it's just Domer finding all the hat emojis, but uh, Richard Gordon 3-0. Yeah. Oh, Brittany S. got the score last week. Go ahead. Go ahead, play girl. So, <laughs> did you ever watch Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part 2? Pop quiz Hot Shot. No. With Charlie Sheen. You know, like the Rambo ripoff. Is that the one where he gets It's like Rambo and... Fuck. <laughs> Good night, guys. <laughs> God. Uh, yes, we will be at the tailgate, Richard Gordon. Anyway, sewing a shirt out of pasta and hot dogs. Anyway doing that did you ever, you watch blood sport right yeah you remember like it might have been oh, fuck was it blood sport all those movies are the same movie where they wrap their hands and then dip them in glass oh yeah but what about in in, in hot shots charlie sheen does that but he dips it in like gummy bears <laughs> what about what well what about in the transporter where he gets 
on that bicycle and he's covered in all that oil and he just kicks off the pedals. Like it's just <laughs> There goes Matthew Cody coming in. Matthew coming in with the knuckles in the candy call out. Yes. <laughs> the same with Delmer. God. It was the first blood sport. Kevin it, Brown. That's what right I thought. Time. Yeah, that's what I thought. Nakumite. No, bottom one. <laughs> we're watching Bloodsport when you babysit me, by the way. Oh, my God. oh we're watching Bloodsport. We watch Lionheart. Oh, we watch Time Cop. We're just going to do Jean Claude Van Damme weekend. Oh, God. That sounds miserable. All right. Uh, yeah, so we'll be at the tailgate. What's, so we never did talk about what your plans were this weekend. Sorry, guys. Thanks thanks for hanging out with us tonight and putting up with our shenanigans. Um, we're kind of wrapping up here, but making plans for this weekend to Richard Gordon's point. What's your plan? I don't know that we have any right now. I don't know what our what our plans are our plans are okay. for Sunday yet. I'm gonna try to get what out there early. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna get out there at the ass crack of dawn or anything, but I mean, games at three thirty, right? Yeah. So I'll probably try to get out there by twelve thirty, one at the latest, so I can get a solid hour and a half in before heading into the stadium. That sounds good. Good call by Tony Neitzel. Universal Soldier can't be left off of this list. That's prime Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> My brothers used to watch that, and then Cyborg was, I think, another one with John claude Van Damme. Oh, my God, you guys. Domer will be out there at 10. True champion. True Anything champion. else? We'll figure out the schedule no. on Sunday, maybe bring the recorder out. Yeah, we're gonna try hang to hang out do with something. some of you guys. And try to do something. Maybe um, take the put the recorder in our my backpack, and we can just walk around and talk. Were to you people. able to bring that into the stadium? No, because it wasn't a clear bag, right? What did you have to do with it last time? Uh, put it in my car, I think. But you had to park there then. Yeah, which isn't that bad. I mean, it's you can park in the red lot. One of them for like twelve bucks if you do it far enough in advance. Gotcha. It's not so bad. We'll figure it out. I think I have a clear bag that you can use though. Okay. And you just bring it in that. Because, I mean, it's it's such a small amount of equipment. Do you think they'd turn you away for that? Probably, yeah. Broadcasting the game or something like that, they could maybe give a shit for that. Yeah, I guess so. Ooh, shout out to Nathan. My daughter got a free Atlanta United Pride flag Sunday for wearing her Pride scarf. That's, That's awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. Forgot about the Pride Parade this weekend, this past weekend. Chalktoberfest this past weekend in Marietta. That was a good time. Yeah, we went out there. It seemed a lot bigger this year than it did last year. Fucking huge, dude. Yeah, it seemed considerably larger than it was last year. It's ridiculous. So. Yep, I'm getting the email that it's time for my Duolingo lesson. You got to go run your runs and get the runs. And I got to finish up my Inktober post for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we love you so much. I can't say it enough. I'm so happy to be back in front of the camera and microphone with you. Yeah, thanks for letting us do what we do and not being too judgy. This one gets this one this one was a fun one. Yeah, this was like a mashup between our normal home before dark show and then Yeah. We feel so in, uninhibited without Dan here. I love it. It's like dad's away. That was always the case for me growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that now it's like it's like you've activated my trap card <laughs> every time just <laughs> Matthew just said saw that coming. Yes. It's quite obvious. It was quite obvious. Oh. All right, where can they find you at in the meantime? They find me at Tim Herb or Dwight Welcome. Did you see that with United Airlines? I did not. So I, I thought I've sent that picture to you. Anyway, I tweeted something to the effect of asking everybody a legitimate question because I've never flown United. And we flew it and we were late on every single flight. Uh-huh. You know, I changed my display name on Twitter to Dwight Wokum, <laughs> which I think you were the only one to really appreciate that. <laughs> I'd explain it to Angie a couple times because she doesn't, I don't think she knows who Dwight Yoakum is. <laughs> and... United Airlines tweets me and goes, "Hey Dwight, really sorry to hear about <laughs> hear about that. Can you, can you let us know what your experience is?" Oh, that's uh, great. And I was dying. That yeah. is great. No, yeah. I didn't see that. Um, okay, so yeah, 
Find Tim at his name, Tim Herb. Find Dan at DNJMS. Find me at The Architect. That's at the underscore ARC. Number one, T-E-C-T. Collectively, at Home Before Dark. That's before spelled B. And the number four, check out GetHomeBeforeDark.com forward slash shop for all your shirts and other apparel needs. We will be out at the tailgate this weekend. Rowdy and proud. 80,000 strong. Hopefully we break the record one more time before the end of the season, which would be awesome, and lock up the supporters. You know what would be really, really cool is if we were able to win the game on Sunday, game ends before the New York Red Bulls game ends, and then they throw it up on the Halo board and we watch New York lose to Philly. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Thank you guys so much for letting us do this and coming and hanging out with us each and every week. However you found us, we love the hell out of you. If you did find us on iTunes, be sure to throw up some stars and or a review to hear it read aloud on the show. Been a couple weeks since we've had a new one of those, so We've be been sure to stagnant do that. at 146 reviews, Let's guys. get it up to 150 before the end of the season. Yes. That's, that's, the goal. A, that's just four. Very feasible that's, four goal. That's, that's four ratings over two weeks before the end of the regular season. So you got this week, you got next week. You get your parents, that's mom and dad if just two of you get mom and dad's gmail apple if, id if, if whatever your parents the fuck. share an itunes account just get one of them to do it yeah just go get grandma's phone you know she's got that old podcast app that she never uses just go get it go to home before dark hit the five stars you're done let's get four before the end of the season get four reviews three points this weekend we'll see you guys out there saturday and then until next time, as always, be home before dark. Something about the things on Sunday, the Chicago fire, put it out. Oh, fire extinguisher. Oh, it's a fire drill. <laughs> having a fire sale. <laughs> We're having a fire sale on supporter shields. Get yours here. Love seven days we crawl up to the ground Love seven sins we wear just like a crown 